1: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the sex wrap. You're here with spring and a special guest today. I have teeny here. Hi, teeny. Hi. (laughs) This is teeny's first time on a podcast. She's a little nervous and a little excited, just like I always am. Yeah, I'm like a podcast superstar now. Uh, feels great. (laughs) (laughs) So let me take a moment to introduce teeny. Teeny's my partner and a very hilarious friend. She's a yoga instructor artist, and dancer. She's excellent at wearing eight inch platform heels, which might I just say is a very impressive talent. And she's great at hanging upside down. She also really, really misses the nightlife and is really looking forward to getting out of COVID so that life can return a little bit. And she's a very strong pro-choice advocate who has had surgical abortions and so she's here today to talk to us about that. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Teeny. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having
0: me (laughs) and um, thank you for that lovely introduction.
1: (laughs) Of course. Teeny wrote it herself, so... Yeah. So today, um, we're, yeah, we're here to talk about what's it really like to have an abortion. And, you know, we've had a lot of episodes where, um, we have talked about birth control. We've had episodes where we talk about pregnancy or what it's like to be pregnant or what is that really like. And we realized that we have never had, uh, a podcast episode about abortion. And so what? today we're here to uh talk about that a little and I'm so so happy Teeny's here with us. Um is there anything you want to say just like in in opening this up? Like how does it feel to like be here talking about it? Like do you do you have any anxieties? Like just what do you want to share about being here with this topic today?
0: So I can't believe that you've never had an episode on abortions before. Uh, And I am very blessed and honored to be on your podcast talking about that Uh, because, oh gosh, like I feel uh, very strongly about it. Uh, I went to Catholic school for a long time, and you know how them Catholics can be about abortions, uh, and I have had some very strong feelings about it um, for a very long time, and I am so happy to be talking about it. And uh, I do just want to put out there that I don't want to force my point of view on anybody. Um, Just, you know, not morality uh, or anything like that, but um, just sharing my experiences. And uh, if that's a decision that you want to go through and make, and maybe you're on the fence about it, uh, I'm just happy to talk about it.
1: Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I mean, I would say overall that Nobody wants to have an abortion, but we need to have abortions available to people and safe abortions available. So the first thing that I want to talk about today is, um, who actually has abortions? Because I think we have a lot of misconceptions about who are the people that are having abortions. And so, um, At the rates that we've had abortions in the U S it turns out that about one in four women will have an abortion by age 45. So that's 25% of the population that of women that are in need of having one and actually then do have one, um, in their young adult life. And, um, most of the people that have abortions are in their 20s. So about 34% of all abortions are aged people 20 to 24, and 27% of them are 25 to 29. So, um, that's, you know, over 60% of the abortions are the people in their ages, in their 20s. So that's the most common group of people that are getting them. And, it's mostly white people. It's 39% of um, people that have abortions are white. 28% are Hispanic. 25% um black and patients of other races and ethnicities is about 9%. So these are just like a few facts just to like, um, demystify, you know, people think that, um, they have all sorts of ideas about who these people are that have abortions. And the other really interesting fact is that, um, a lot of people that have abortions are actually mothers and it's 59% of the women, um, already have a child, um, when they have an abortion. And so, um, just to get some of these facts out there so we kind of start to start to clear up any um you know misinformation. that's something we don't like on here. We like to have all the facts. So <laughs> we like information. Correct information. We like it. Yeah. So we have a little bit of information about um who is having abortions. So there are a couple of different types of abortions. So Tini, you already mentioned that um, you had had, uh, I think, two surgical abortions. So can you tell me like, what are the different types and why did you make the choice that you made?
0: Great. Um, <clears throat> so when I went in for an abortion, I did go to Planned Parenthood, you know, best place to go. Uh, I would think for one. And I, um, First of all, you are, if you're going on a day when they're doing abortions, they have people outside picketing and they have signs. And just just to know that, like, I'm a little bit of a feisty person. So I'm like, I remember fighting with them. And I was like, Mair! you know, <laughs> annoying. Um, but just like some people might feel uncomfortable about that, but they're not there every day. So they're only there on days that they do perform abortions. But when you go to a Planned Parenthood, Uh, they, uh, you'll sit down, you have an appointment with them, and they'll talk to you about your options. So there are two options. There's the surgical abortion that they perform there by doctors. And there's a non-surgical option where you take a pill. And basically, it's inducing a miscarriage. Um, Or, I don't know, I'm not, am I using the correct term? It's basically like inducing the everything to shed out of your body. So uh, I decided to go with the surgical abortion, but I do wanna say that the pill seems very tempting, right? It's like our culture in a way where it's like, oh, let me just take a pill and then it'll all be gone. So it's not that easy. And I actually believe wholeheartedly that the surgical abortion is much easier path to go down. Had a lot of friends do the non-surgical, take the pill, and um, have been in a lot of pain and have been bleeding a lot. And you end up being kind of bedridden for a few days. The surgical abortion is one day, um, and you get home um, afterwards. You do the procedure. You have to go under anesthesia. but it's all done. And you may have light bleeding afterwards, um, but you can resume normal activities pretty quickly.
1: Okay. So, so Dene was just talking about these two different types of abortions, right? So the pill option or the surgical option. And both of these are things that you could have done at Planned Parenthood or other places that are offering abortions. And So what she's talking about when she says that there's this pill option is there's a pill that actually induces the abortion. And a lot of people think that might be easier just because it's a pill, but it does usually have um, more side effects and people find it more uncomfortable. Um, So... So that's why Tini's saying she really liked the option of doing the surgical one because she had heard a lot about these other side effects with the pill. And and I think that's really interesting to talk about because it does, when you hear about the two options, you're like, oh, yeah, I would rather take the pill. But then when you think about the actual side effects and what might happen after, um, the surgical one um, is actually one that a lot of people like to choose. Um, and, and Tini was talking about going under anesthesia and – Um, usually you have the option to go under anesthesia or to have like a local anesthetic so that you could be awake during it. So you don't have to be, um, passed out during the procedure, though you could be. Um, so it's not so much of a procedure that you have to be passed out. Like you actually could be awake for it. And that's a totally great option for some people too. Um, So, yeah, so we have these like two very different options. And so you said that you had heard some things about um, more side effects with the pill. So is that what drove you to choose the surgical option? Or were there other factors that made you want to choose that option?
0: Yeah, I had some friends who took the pill and they swore up and down against it Mm -hmm. because they thought it would be easier, but it ended up causing a lot more pain, being very messy, very painful very bloody it was just a mess Um, (laughs) and i chose in the end to do the surgical abortion after i met with the woman at planned parenthood that i was consulting with who i uh, had the appointment with and she also suggested uh, doing the surgical so there's um i believe every state and location is different but Um, they perform X amount of um, procedures a month and they usually try to get people in, you know, I think for my location, it was once a week. Um, And I think it was like every Thursday, um, they would have X amount of people um, who wanted the procedure and then they would do the procedure in one day. So um, I don't know, let's just throw out a number there. Maybe there were like 20 or 30 girls, women of various ages, um, and whatever, um, all on the same day. So you're sitting in the waiting room and you're like freaking out, (laughs) (laughs) but it's good because you have a whole bunch of people who are there with you on the same day. Mm. And it's almost like a sense of camaraderie
1: in a way. Mm. Like, Oh, all right. (laughs) We're in this too. Okay. (laughs) So I just want to say one thing about the pill. The pill is a really good option for a lot of people who um, might not have access or be able to make an appointment or go at a certain time for an appointment, whatever reason. So yeah, there might be some more discomfort with it, but it is also a really good option for people that for some reason um, can't go to an appointment or maybe um, they might not be able to go under general anesthetic or something so if that is a reasoning there there is this other option um but let's talk a little bit more Mm. about um the surgical procedure so um I would love for you to just kind of walk us through the day and so like you already mentioned you know there were people outside when you got there like walk us through like what happened like as like tell it as you're telling the story like as you got there and what you were feeling and then when you got into the room with the other women and what you were feeling great
0: Thanks. Um, so I had two, um, the first one, uh, was with, um, uh, the boyfriend I was with at the time, we ended up having like a seven, eight year long relationship. Um, so we were together and, um, I look, it just, it happened. Um, I wasn't on any birth control at the time. Um, And we were just doing like the natural rhythm method going by my cycle. And I happened to mess up, whatever, you know, we just went off our days. And that was the right option for me at the time. So he brought me there uh, after your initial appointment. Then you make an appointment for that, you know, the day that they are performing the procedure. And. This is a a heavy topic, and I understand it has a lot of um, emotions involved for a lot of people. For me personally, I did not have any, uh, like, moral or religious hesitations about it. Um, So for me personally, that just wasn't a problem. Um, And again, like I said before, I can be a little feisty sometimes when it comes to uh, something that I feel very strongly about. So when we got there, there's those people outside who I personally just think are crazy. And I, I think I like tried to start a fight with one of them. And then like my boyfriend at the time was like, Katie, stop it. We are going. <laughs> um, So I'm just annoying that way. um, And I, I don't, Whatever. We don't need to a time. Anyway, so but that's a thing that that is going to happen wherever you might be getting it done. Um, so it's just something to know about and to be prepared for. Um, and then when you go in, um, there's a bunch of people who are getting the procedure that same day. Um, so you're going to be in the waiting room with a bunch of people, and then you'll get called and you'll go in. And for me, I got the anesthesia, and they're talking to you, and you might feel nervous just because you're nervous about any procedure, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And all of a sudden, you're out. And for me, I just woke up, and I was in the waiting room, and they gave me a little bag. They gave me a little thing of graham crackers some orange juice and they were like, Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the world. <laughs> um, yeah, woke up and then I remember very distinctly, um, me and my boyfriend at the time went for unlimited shrimp at Red Lobster. That made me happy.
1: That was cool. <laughs> and um what where- Did you have any, what were the main feelings that you had after the procedure?
0: I remember being really tired and sort of a little bit out of it. Um, You know, a little, you're coming out of a little bit of a fog from the anesthesia. But Mm -hmm. if that's a concern for anybody, um, like you were saying, they don't need to give you as much. Um, But for me personally, it was like fine and Um, I felt okay. I didn't have a lot of pain, the first one. The first one, I think I had like slight pain, slight cramping, a little bit of bleeding, but not too much. Um, The second one was a little different.
1: What happened in the second one that was different?
0: So for whatever reason, um, I just had more pain and cramping and a lot more bleeding. Mm -hmm. I was a little uh farther along but i was still under two months Mm -hmm. so um i i can't really explain why but um that it just was a little harder the second one Mm -hmm. um but the first one was very easy and really like very very painless um and the procedure itself is painless you don't feel Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. um you know, you're not really awake.
1: Yeah. So I know some people, you know, have, um, some other concerns, like you mentioned some like morality concerns or, um, religious concerns that they're worried about in making this decision, or maybe, um, their parents or friends ha- or partners have some of those concerns. And so it can be this very, tricky thing to navigate, like saying, you know, I know I'm not ready for a child. I know I can't have a baby at this moment. And if there's these other factors that they're thinking about, it can make both the decision and actually the logistical practicalities of going to get it very difficult. And, um, and you mentioned, you know, there's people lined up outside protesting it all the time. And so like, you have to have this, um, strength in your decision to be able to kind of get in the door you know, when you're facing that, which I think is so terrible that people have to face that, you know, just in their, in, in this, like they should just be walking into a doctor's office and yet they're kind of being attacked as they walk in. And, um, and so, you know, I think that What affects people in making this decision so much is like these thoughts from our culture and like what other people, what other people think and what other people are saying. And that's, that's so challenging when you're trying to make a decision that's right for you and your health and your life and your future. So tell me a little bit then about like what happened afterwards. Like, um, like how did you feel emotionally? You said that like you, that was a great decision for you, but like, what else did you feel? Like, were there other things that you would have wanted or, or what would you have liked to hear or how would you have liked to have been supported by your friends?
0: Yeah. First, I want to say that was a really great way to sum it all up. And it is a really tough decision to make for a lot of people. And it holds uh, a lot of things there. There's a lot to wrestle with, depending on who you are and depending on where you live. It's just it's tough. And then people and society make a hard decision even harder, mm. um, which isn't it's not fair. I don't I don't think it's fair. Um, but that is the kind of thing that we are facing. and. So if, you know, if you are faced with that, you know, a hard reality and, you know, going in, maybe you're a person who, I don't know, feels a certain way, maybe the pill would be a better option, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that could also uh, factor mm-hmm. into it. Um, but um... so after um, I felt so supported both times that I needed to get um, that I I needed to um, get the procedure done. I was in two really great relationships, um, and I felt really supported by them. And uh, I told my friends, but I didn't tell my parents, uh, and I don't I don't think I told any of my siblings at the time. Um, and the first time, like I said, I, my boyfriend was very nice, and he was like, "We'll go out." To eat wherever you want. <laughs> so we, we got I remember we got unlimited shrimp at Red Lobster. It was great. Um and then the second time, um, we just went back to the house and relaxed and I wasn't feeling so great that mm-hmm. <clears throat> that second time. Um but you know, it was okay. But one thing I do wanna bring up that I think is really important, um, that I don't I don't think that I was even ready for. Um, was they give you a package and they send you home with a little care package, cute, you know, you get your little graham crackers, you have your mm-hmm. orange juice, and then they also send you home with a care package of like condoms and birth control. And, mm-hmm. and they probably expect you to start the birth control. Uh, and I think it's just important uh, to know for yourself what type of birth control Is right for you because Mm -hmm. um so after my second abortion I realized I needed to be on birth control because up until then I was avoiding being on it because I didn't want to be on any hormones Um, I also was on some medication at the time um, and I didn't want it to interfere and Did Unfortunately, once I started taking birth control and the second time I I had a problem, I got very moody and depressed and I was in a really bad place afterwards. But like I said, I, I didn't struggle at all with any of these like moral issues. Um, I felt like very secure in that. So I knew that it was the birth control that was affecting me. And Mm. for a lot of girls and a lot of women going on birth control, they find that that happens. And it's not, if you're on the pill, it does affect you mentally too. Mm. Um, So that just, just knowing that they're going to send you home with a pack of birth control. And if you haven't explored your birth control options, um, you know, now, now is a really great time to do that.
1: Yeah. I think that's a really great point. So we've talked, you know, about, we have some episodes where we talk about birth control and, um, choosing the right birth control for you is very important because there are so many different types and, uh, they have different amounts of hormones in them and, um, different hormones in them and they do affect everybody differently. And if you're on different medications, they affect you differently. And so, It isn't like one size fits all for sure. And so what teeny's saying is that they, um, sent some home with her, but then that wasn't a good fit for her. And so there is, um, you don't want to assume that just because, you know, you were given some, that that is the best choice and having a consultation about, you know, what are the best options for preventing future pregnancies? Um, that's a big decision and that's a big discussion as well. And yeah, I think that's a great point to make to like, um, really follow through with that. And I think you're right. That's actually, you know, the first thing to do, right? Like that's also prevention of abortion. Yeah. So, like, yeah, let's let's sure. actually start with that. Let's start with okay. what are the best ways uh, to prevent pregnancy in your life, you know? And what are all the options? And um, and following up with healthcare provider to have those discussions with somebody as well. So, the next thing I want to talk about is just a little bit about like what um, states look like in the U S in regards to abortion. And, um, because, you know, we've kind of been talking about, you know, what happens when you get one, but that doesn't mean that you can get one in every state in the U S or in all Mm -hmm. places, um, in the world for sure. And mm-hmm. so in 2020, um, in the United States, 29 states demonstrated hostility to abortion rights and only 16 demonstrated support. So that means that if you're living in one of those states, it can be very difficult, if not impossible, to get an abortion. That's over half of our states. So um, if you do want to access an abortion, you sometimes do have to cross state lines in order to get that care. And, um, some of the data about how far people have to travel for abortions, it's crazy, um, 10% of people have to travel 50 to 100 miles to find a place to have an abortion. And 8% of people had to travel more than 100 miles. Um, That data is from 2014. So you're seeing um, 20% of people traveling a pretty significant way. And I mean, even another 17% had to drive 25 to 50 miles or travel 25 to 50 miles. And like, I mean, that's, that's a lot of miles, especially if you're younger, especially if you don't have a car. So, like yeah. when you're thinking about, you know, how do you get to one of these clinics? Um, I mean, this is why it's so important for us to talk about these rights, and it's so important for us to advocate for these rights and to help change the laws in the states where people cannot access a safe abortion. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I get really nervous hearing those numbers because it, it feels like to me like um, the lengths then that people have to go to to try to find a safe abortion make the whole thing more dangerous, right? Like if you can't safely get somewhere, now you have added layers to uh, the danger that surrounds the whole procedure, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. and And you know, once they make something illegal, nobody ever does that thing, right? Like, you know, every single person under 21, none of them are drinking. And you know where marijuana is not legalized, nobody's smoking marijuana, right? Nobody's doing drugs if it's illegal.
1: Right. So making things illegal doesn't stop them. It just makes them less safe. And so that is um, a great analogy, you know, to like look at these other things that, you know, are illegal and that we still see happening. So making abortions illegal doesn't stop them. It just makes them less safe for people to get. Um, so that's why it's so important to, for us to like have these conversations to talk about, you know, what it's actually like to talk about what actually happens so that we all have this better understanding of what an abortion is and you know, why, why people really, uh, need to have safe access to them. Um, Okay, so we're getting toward the end of our episode. Tini, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I just want to drive home the point that uh, while me and Spring are in New York and we live in a very progressive state. Not everybody lives in a place like that. And so many women and girls are are just facing insurmountable, obstacles just to make the correct decision for their body and their life. And I can't even imagine my life would be so different if I had those two kids because I had two abortions, right? And so if I if I was never able to get those, I wouldn't have been able to do the things that I have done that I'm really happy that I have done. I mean, I finished college. I went through four-year college. Um, I got to pursue a lot of my dreams and goals, um, and like, I just don't know what I, I would have been doing. I was when I was pregnant. I think I was 22, um, and then and then 24, or it could have been even. I think my first one was even younger than that. Just the the importance of having access to safe and reliable Procedures is so important. It I just can't be overstated. Yeah,
1: I think that's totally right. Um, and I just want to thank you so much for being so brave to come on and talk about an issue that uh, still faces a lot of stigma and a lot of, um, you know, divided opinions in our country. So I really appreciate your bravery and being open about that. And, um, and I'm so glad that we could, you know, really start off having these conversations on this podcast finally. And, um, and I want to tell everyone how to find Teeny and also how to find us. Um, so if you want to um, follow Teenie her favorite is TikTok. You can follow her, um, at teeny 24. So it's T E E N Y B E E, And then the number is two, four. And you can always find us, um, at the sex wrap on every social medias. We're at the sex wrap. And you could also call us if you want to talk to us and leave a message for us to answer. And that's four, one, three, I wrap it. That's wrap with a W and, um, And the last little, uh, we do a little like just the tip type thing at the end. And my little tip today is I have a movie recommendation It's called unpregnant and it's like, uh, it's a Hollywood movie. It's, it's an amazing movie, um, where you watch a 17 year old, um, go through the process of making a decision to have an abortion and finding someone to help her support her in that and going through. And she has a surgical one. Um, and then what all happens for her and then, it's an amazing movie. Like it, it does, you know, very similarly to what we did here today, kind of walks you through it, but, um, but just gives you a little more visual and shows you, um, a fictional experience, but an experience nonetheless that I think, you know, could be very helpful just to give you a better understanding of what it's like, not, not to give you any, um, Ideas about whether abortion is wrong or right or whether it's wrong or right for you, but the importance of access and safety and um, availability. So I would love for you all to watch that, um, talk about it, talk about it with your friends, like watch the movie with them um, and talk about it, have further conversations. Um, do you have any little just the tips or anything you want to share for us for the end of today?
0: Thanks for sharing your tip with me, Frank. Always. <laughs> Um, I wish you knew. I'm so unprepared for um, sharing my just a tip. Uh, I do remember Juno being a hilarious movie a long time ago. Um, I don't think it touches on abortion at all. So, uh, But I do remember it T- was... out here giving I mean, wild movie recommendations. <laughs> That's my tip. It's wild. Uh, I do remember it was like a, just a movie about an unplanned... Uh, teen pregnancy though that was quite funny um but but my tip is stay strong in your conviction and stay safe out there and find a birth control that works for you and um the rhythm method is not always so reliable (laughs) yeah just gonna put that out there (laughs) <laughs> it <doesn't> always
1: work. <laughs> it's true it's true that that natural just uh trying not to come on the wrong days that's uh that's a tricky one so <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us today teeny um and thank you so much everyone out there listening and engaging with us make sure you check in with us on our social media and we can't wait to talk to you again next week
0: a sonic universe.